I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And And this this is is The the Aftermath aftermath of Sex. another episode of a myth. I've got a myth for you. Ooh, a myth. I love these. They make me so happy. Yeah. Because there's so many things that we just think about that are, we just call truth and maybe just not. Your grandma told your grandma or your grandma's grandma told her and then she told her mom that told you and you're like, okay. Right. But it turns out some of these things just are not really the way to go, you know? Yeah. Okay. So when I started looking at this myth, um, I realized that this is a whole episode. Oh, but we're not doing a whole episode today. Okay. We are just going to give you like a little taste of this myth. Oh, but I think like a little teaser, like a little teaser. Megan. I know. And so we'll have more on this. Um, okay. okay. So this myth is about eating for two. So, you know, we just, women in general, I think like to use pregnancy as an excuse to eat. Well, why not? I mean, if there was ever an excuse to eat, that's it, right? There's a lot happening that warrants some special eating. Yeah. Okay. Right. But you got to be careful. You have to be careful. When I was pregnant with my second child, um, I, I ate for four. And (laughs) (laughs) I was a waitress at the time and where I worked has the best biscuits and gravy oh my gosh. on earth. And I am a sucker for biscuits and gravy. I could eat it like every day. They also, they have the best food. Yes. I can't imagine working there while pregnant. Well, I would eat everything. They also stock truffles. And so I basically ate biscuits and gravy in a truffle every single day. Actually, I remember asking one of my coworkers to like, remind me that I shouldn't eat or to guilt me into not eating biscuits and gravy every day. Like, okay, Megan, you can have biscuits and gravy every other day, but not like every day. Well, I (laughs) was she like, no, I'm not going to do that to you. No, she did. She was very kind. And you're like, F you, I'm eating the gravy. Well, no, I, I, uh, every other day I ate the biscuits and gravy. Okay, And then like opposite days, I think actually I tried to eat like an egg white omelet or something. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But it, it didn't work because I gained, <laughs> I gained 60 pounds. Oh, I mean, wow. it doesn't yeah. matter how many egg white omelets you eat. If you're always eating biscuits and gravy and you're eating truffles every single day, yeah. I probably had cookies and stuff too. Cause I mean, like it was a cookie jar. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they have like this case it's that has so many things, delicious yummies. It's a really, really great place. And how to can you like give eat. it up? Wow. Well, I stopped well, working there and then, you know, yeah. I didn't eat as much biscuits and gravy. And but I bet like carrying an extra 60 pounds was not comfortable. You know what? It wasn't actually. I had a lot of like hip issues. Yeah. I kind of felt like my spine was actually like falling into my hips. Yeah. Or and it was really bad. I actually had to like get some interventions for that. But it had it had just occurred to me just now when you said that that it was probably all the weight I gained. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm sorry to bring that up. No, I and I was just thinking it was like the human inside me. No, it was all the extra fat, the sixty pounds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's not all fat. Okay, well, there, like, there's human. a healthy amount of weight that needs no, to be gained. I, yes, there yes. is. And we're going to talk about 60 that. 60 pounds might exceed that healthy range. There was, because the baby okay. was definitely only 8 pounds. <laughs> not maybe a 20. pounds in amniotic fluid, a pound, couple pounds for the placenta. And right. that equals 12.5, not 60. So, okay. Fair. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I did. Um, Self-evaluation is so good. It was, yes. I did I did recover from that at some point, kind of. Um, anyway, so eating for two is definitely a myth. But it's not just a myth. It's actually a dangerous myth. There is lots and lots of research on nutrition and pregnancy. Can I guess how many extra calories to make sure I'm right? Okay. Is this part of it? Can I am I- going to talk to you about calories. So, okay. So, um, when I was in school, okay, I believe that I remember that you need 300 extra calories when you're pregnant, which is an apple, y'all. Yes. It's an extra apple. Yes. You get one apple <laughs> extra. But only in your third trimester. Only in yes. your... Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, only in your third trimester. And breastfeeding is different. I, now, breastfeeding, breastfeeding... I didn't talk about breastfeeding okay. because that's different. Because okay. you absolutely need more calories breastfeeding. It's only 500, though, if I'm remembering. Oh, Am okay. I remembering the 300, right? Yes, you are. Oh, I'm it is so 300. smart today. It is 300 in the third okay. trimester. Sorry, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. I'm so glad. Look, you like dug that out from school, you know? Well, I actually say it. Well, often, I was going to say it. I want to make yeah. sure I'm giving the right information. You are. Yeah. Look at you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, the USDA is what sets our guidelines yeah. for um, nutritional guidelines. Even in pregnancy? Okay. So this is what has changed. So the very first USDA guidelines were introduced in 1894. Okay. I know. I was like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. So um, there's actually been lots and lots of changes. I have a lesson on this in one of my classes I teach. Oh, fine. And it's really interesting to see just the visualization of the USDA guidelines. And we are now settled on the MyPlate. I mean, that's with the, you know. So yeah. If you, so if you're familiar with the MyPlate. Can you say USDA, like what that? Oh, sorry. The, um. The United, United States Diet Association? No. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm... I'm it's here. the United States Department of Agriculture. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a second. I got through. You're like, tell me what that means. And I'm like, uh, anyway, like a deer in the headlights. Yes. It's the United States um, Department of Agriculture. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's the USDA. And they're the ones who put out all kinds of food guidelines. And they kind of, um, you know, they make sure that the food that we have is safe. Okay. And like I what's have being sold in the grocery stores and stuff, but that's why we're here to learn stuff. I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. But they've been Fair. doing this for a long time. And it's just really interesting to watch how the guidelines have changed. I yeah. mean, you know, sugar used to be its very own like food group or oil and stuff. They used right. to do it. Anyway, they're not anymore. But there has never been guidelines for pregnant women and children under two years old. Oh, which is really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. But in 2014, Congress passed the Agricultural Act of 2014. That's what it's called. It was also called the Farm Bill. And this mandated that the dietary guidelines expand to include um, guidelines for infants and toddlers from birth to age 24 months, as well as women who are pregnant. And that was to be put in place for the current guidelines from 2020 to 2025. They kind of group, you know, do like group okay. yeah. you know, years yeah, where yeah. It's, it's the addition, the 2020 to 2025 edition. So the, the edition we have right now is the very first edition that includes pregnancy 
um, dietary guidelines. Okay. Is so it tell me what it shows. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that in our, okay. In our, um, so more in depth, more in depth. Okay. So I just have just kind of like a little, little yeah, I get it. I stuff. love it. It's, this is so, a great teaser. Yeah. I really okay. like this. So, um, Okay. The National Health Institute published an article a couple years ago that just talked about women who had self-reported their diets that they characterized by prudent or health conscious. Okay. Right. So everybody's perspective has to be a little different. Yeah. Right. So what I think is healthy may not be the same as what maybe somebody else thinks is healthy. However, there is... Hold on. I just have to tell you that this yes. reminds me, like, if we would go out to talk... Taco Bell. Yeah. My grandma yeah. would order the taco salad. Yeah. But it's a meat salad in that shell. In the greasy shell <laughs> with the greasy ground beef. And it's got so much. So much but sauce and says, sour cream. Yeah. It's a salad. But. So. But. So it's got a little <laughs> lettuce and some tomato. I loved it though. I know. As her perspective. Right. But that's actually not really like a healthy Right. Meal necessarily. Right. If you're looking at, you know, the guidelines and what our body and our cells need. Right. Right. Okay. So, but these women self-reported um, their diets is characterized by prudent or health conscious um, during pregnancy or before. Okay. And the study showed that these women uh, may have fewer pregnancy complications and adverse health, uh, child health outcomes. Interesting. It is really interesting. And how, um, how far did they watch the child? Um, well, so that's gonna, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the lengthier okay, episode, I love it. but, um, we are going to talk about, um, a, a famine later oh. on in this. We'll talk about the famine. Um, so any diet that excludes any of the macronutrients, which are fats, okay. proteins and carbohydrates. Okay. Those are all bad diets. Yeah, because you need those. Your body needs these things, right? This and is so good to talk about. Especially when you are growing a human. A human. Yeah. You should not exclude any of those macronutrients. Um, so our body bodies need all of those to function properly and to aid in the development of a healthy fetus. And also diets that include like an excess of saturated fats should also be avoided. Yeah. So all of these are going to contribute to excess weight gain during pregnancy. Okay. Um obesity developed during pregnancy or before um, may contribute to these adverse perinatal outcomes or outcomes related to or surrounding pregnancy, okay. um, such as hypertensive disorders, okay. so high blood pressure. Yeah. Also, maybe gestational diabetes. Yeah. So it um, the evidence does suggest, though, that pre-pregnancy obesity has greater adverse effects. Sure than um, excessive weight gain during pregnancy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I was looking at, I'm going to look more into this about the um, gestational diabetes because we're all, you know, I'm just kind of of this mindset where like you can't really do anything to prevent it. Yeah. But I think pre-pregnancy you can based on some of these studies. So okay. We'll, and we'll look a little bit more into that when I do my lengthier episode on nutrition and pregnancy. Um, poor nutritional status and it, regardless of it, whether it's excessive weight gain okay. or not enough, right? So say you so like have, a low BMI or yeah, yes, um, yeah, you only gain five pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but these can both contribute to low birth weight, uh -huh. small for gestational age, large for gestational age babies, and also fetal growth restriction. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting, right? Because you can actually gain a lot of weight, but not 
be New, uh, providing. ingesting the nutrients yeah. that you need, right? So yeah. you can look at somebody and be like, you know, maybe they have excessive weight gain. So you would expect them to maybe not have a low birth weight baby, right. but because they have not had the nutrients that their bodies need that that can contribute to that. So I thought that was really interesting. What if you already have extra fluff Yeah, and you gain 12 pounds in pregnancy? Uh, that would probably be okay. Right. Because you have extra. Because you've got some extra. Okay. Yeah. But it's really going to be what are you eating during yeah. pregnancy. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. So it depends on what you're eating, not the number. Exactly. On scale. That is the whole message here, Christina. Oh, so, sorry. The, no, that was I great. stole your. No, you did. No, it was great. I stole here your you thunder. There's the message. <laughs> because the recommendations um, that are included, it's not about increasing daily calories. It's about increasing the nutritional value of the foods you're eating. I love it. Yeah. So there are not any increased calorie recommendations until the third trimester. We okay. talked about that. Yeah. So it's only about 300 more calories. Um, and that's just in the third trimester. Yeah. Right? So that's only just a third of your pregnancy. Uh -huh. um, a lot of us can feel hungrier earlier on. I feel like a lot of times, like later on in your pregnancy though, you just, you know, women will feel hungry, but they can't eat a whole lot. Yeah. Because their stomach is being squashed. Yeah. It's being squashed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love but it. it. <laughs> but at the beginning, I think that a lot of women um, love carbs because carbs oh, feel good on a, a nauseous so good. stomach. Yeah. So generally what I advise women yeah. to do is eat what you can eat because yeah. throwing up over and over again and not retaining any That's sustenance a is a problem. Absolutely. And then when you feel better, you have to balance it back out to yeah. a healthy diet. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So earlier you mentioned the plate. So yeah. can you go into that a little bit more or is that for the episode? Well, I can talk a little bit about yeah. that, but basically your plate should be half fruits and vegetables. Yes. And then another quarter of that should be like healthy whole grains. Okay. And then you should have some healthy proteins. Like Not, the other quarter? Yes. Uh-huh. And so, um, but that's, you know, things like lean meat or legumes or, you know, sure. beans, like stuff like that. Yeah. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that in our other episode. I love it. But a lot of what you should be eating should be like things that grow from the ground and so I mean, whole foods. Yeah. Whole foods mm -hmm. for sure. And, um, I watched some really, really great documentaries on this and some of them I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but there's just some really good ones. I really like that really just talk about like, you know, you should be eating a lot of plant-based stuff mm -hmm. and then you should be adding some good proteins, but whether you're a vegetarian, you can get those some way. And we can talk more about those specific diets too when I do my longer episode. Um, Cause there's lots of myths surrounding that too, about yeah. those different vegan and vegetarian diets. So, um, but you still need to be getting that high quality protein okay. because you need um, those amino acids yeah. to grow a human. Yeah. You have to have them. Yeah. So, so going on a keto diet in pregnancy is a very bad idea. Actually, this article specifically mentions the keto diet yeah. as a very bad idea. Yeah. Like it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's dangerous. Our body needs carbohydrates. Like we need glucose for our brains yeah. to think and function. Yes. How energy is expended. Yeah. 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 My stepdad, he goes through these keto, these diets, these low carb diets, and it makes me crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, you well, should not also, be depriving yourself of carbohydrates. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it also kind of just messes up your metabolism no, totally. and yeah, all kinds of things. All things. We'll talk yeah. more about it. Later. Yeah, I love it. Um, let's see. So again, making the foods that you are ingesting during pregnancy make them high quality foods. 
fruits, okay. vegetables, all the multi-grains, yeah. and um, like low-fat proteins. The um, diet during pregnancy has a direct impact on a human when they grow into an adult. Oh. Yeah. And so I know we're talking about eating for two, but deprivation of nutrients, like I mentioned before, can come in the form of eating just low nutritional value foods. Yeah. So like if you're eating McDonald's mm-hmm. every day, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what you're feeding your body and mm-hmm. your baby. You're you're depriving yourself of essential nutrients, you yeah. know, um, both macro and micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. And, you know, it's sad because in some situations, yes, people don't have access to Absolutely. whole foods. They don't have yes. access to inexpensive yes. groceries. That and is actually, I think, one of the primary issues. Yeah. And fast yeah. food is just convenient and easy and yeah. cheaper than, it, yeah. you know, your your fresh fruits and vegetables exactly. at the store. Yeah. Especially in the winter here in Alaska. Yes. I think um, here in Alaska, it's particularly a problem and also in just lots of like urban areas and stuff there's lots of um lots of food insecurities and stuff yeah that we don't really think about but do contribute to this whole issue yeah so um i don't know if you've heard about the dutch hunger winter famine i have not you haven't okay so i learned about this a few years ago just when i was preparing for class and this happened during world war ii and it really illustrates how important nutrition is in pregnancy. Okay. And um, when, so there was this group of people and they went through this famine. Okay. And there were people who were getting pregnant, delivering babies. And this was during World War II when there yeah. was lots of, um, you know, food shortages right. and stuff like that. People were rationing and stuff. And when science scientists looked back and evaluated adult, adult health in those fetuses impacted by that famine. Yeah. Um, it showed that the people, okay, so the fetuses that were growing in early pregnancy that were affected by that famine, cause they kind of looked at it where they exposed to this famine during early pregnancy or later pregnancy. Uh-huh. So those exposed in early pregnancy, um, there was a higher association with a risk, um, of obesity and cardiovascular disease in those offspring. So they were the fetus who was exposed to famine and then they grew up to have a higher rate of cardiovascular disease and obesity. Interesting. In the first half of pregnancy. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, And then those who were exposed to the famine in the second half of pregnancy uh, were more commonly diagnosed with type two diabetes. Oh, weird. I know. Okay. But it just goes to show that what we are putting in our bodies has long or the lack of what we're putting in our bodies has long-term effects on our children. Yeah. Which is really interesting. There's also like an epigenetic component to this too. Okay. So I'll talk more about epigenetics too. I think in this nutritional thing, that's wonderful because there's more evidence too, that even um, like the fathers um, like their, their um, behaviors and what their diets are like and what they're ingesting may have a bigger impact than we think. Right. We always kind of put this responsibility on the moms who are growing these babies. Um, Yeah. You know, like they're like the ones who are impacting the health of the fetus, but there is some evidence that it's not just that. And also that your grandparents and what they ingested during pregnancy can also affect. Wow. Long generational. Yeah, seriously. So I think, um, yeah, so just nutrition. It's like a huge thing, right? Um, Okay, so 
I just wanted to kind of end this on just reminding everybody this article actually what they um they called a, well they they said that the scientific community kind of in general kind of look as look at a fetus as like this parasite right <laughs> and stealing from you no it is but yeah. that is true so yeah. when you are taking and you know this of course but when you're taking like a multivitamin or a prenatal vitamin you are taking it for yourself because your baby is going to suck everything that they everything. need from you so that they can grow into be a healthy fetus yeah and baby and so they they you just get what's left right and so if you're not eating healthy and making sure that you get all of these things that our cells actually need. Like I was just on vacation and we were eating like terrible stuff the whole time. And yeah. so I was like, okay, one of these days I have to have a salad. So I had this salad and I always, every time I eat something really healthy, if I'm, especially if I've not had a good diet, I feel like, I don't know, it's just me. I'm weird, but I feel my cells just like, <laughs> you know, dancing and like applauding you. Yes, like they're like, they're yeah. having a party. Yes. Something like, good. Yes. Yay. <laughs> you know, I'm getting these vitamins and minerals and nutrients that I've been depriving myself with delicious, you know, like your taste buds yeah, really exactly. enjoy, but your cells are like, really? Right. Your cells are like, no, I need other things to grow. Yeah. And so um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself during pregnancy, it's not just for your fetus, but it's also for you. But it can obviously contribute to the health of your future adult child. Yeah. So it's okay to like treat yourself every now and then. Yeah. Right. And, um, but really the majority of your diet, you should be very conscious when you're growing a human about all the things you're putting in your body, because it's not just food that can impact the health of your fetus. Um, but just making sure again, that you're eating lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, high quality grains and low fat proteins. Yes. And, um, your adult child will thank you later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway, Thank you. Really good. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to like do a deeper dive. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot more. Like you there's just so much. skim the surface and it's we can really get into it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Love All it. Right. Well, that was the myth. I hope you guys feel enlightened. Yeah. I know that I'm enlightened. Yeah. It's a good time. All, right. All right. Bye. Bye.